You're listening to DraftKings Network. Tonight on the Cooligans, we are talking about the U.S. Women's National Team. Shocking loss to Sweden. We break it down. We try to figure it out. <laughs> Alexis isn't worried. Uh, we talk about some Gold Cup. We talk about Inter-Miami and Pogba and Kim Pembe g- g- hanging out, to uh, watching an absolute disaster. Uh, so a lot to go over today. <laughs> That's right. Plus, we also talk to Amino Hassan. You probably know him from the Dan Levitard Show, Cinephobus Podcast. Also, you might know him from the last time he was on our show. We talk about a lot. We talk about PSG, his favorite team who are they gonna buy why they buy everybody that's what they seem to always do and also we talk about basketball and he shits on the knicks that and more today on the cooligans yo it's me dave Vianich here and i've been hanging out with the cooligans having a nice and i hope you've been having a nice too Let's go. Come we on. We are back in another exciting episode, another new hairstyle for Christian Polanco. Bro, you are, you're going through something. This is, <laughs> every week you turn this thing on, I'm like, who is it? Which one of his cousins just turned on his computer? What is going on here? Yeah, dude. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. This, if people are just listening to this, yeah, I got, I got, I got box braids. Okay. I'm looking, I'm looking like a bone thug. I'm looking like, right? you know, some, sometimes people have, have been kind enough on the internet to tell me that, uh, you when my hair is up or back, they say I look like Naomi Osaka. Uh, but when I have my hair like this, I look like a boyfriend. Okay, no, so. you kind of right now actually you kind of look like Young Ma. <laughs> I'll take it. She had it. the same uh, hairdo like two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, an exciting episode today. Welcome to the Cool Against. My name is Christian Polanco. I'm Chris. I'm Christian Polanco. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Christian We're Polanco. All, you know what? Get this haircut next. I'm Alexis. <laughs> Guerreros, baby. <laughs> uh, we uh, we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest uh, soccer show there is right here on Football Sports Network. That's right. Also happens to be the gulliest. Also happens to be the guess what Christian's hairdo is going to be this week. <laughs> <laughs> it also happens to be the most Amin Hassanist uh, episode because Amin the, Hassan. The streets wanted him back. <laughs> That's you know? right. Uh, of Meadow Lark Media uh, coming through uh, to, to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals, uh, to talk about uh, PSG uh, and what they're doing this summer. So uh, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot to cover uh, today. But- and guess what? He shits on the Knicks yet again. <laughs> Every time he's here, why do we keep inviting him when he does that? You just come here, you're gonna disrespect my home. I think we like the pain. It's, it's like why I eat hot, hot sauce. We pay extra for that. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's what we're into. Right? A lot of change, not me. just Christian's okay. haircut. <laughs> so uh, let's start today with uh, some U.S. women's national team news. The Olympics uh, have uh, began. Uh, the, they be, the Olympics started. Is it began the- or begun? <laughs> begin be, both both work okay uh, i'll take your well you would say have begun not begun that the olympics begun that doesn't really make sense and anyway. you said have anyway go for it anyway 
just uh, like that conversation, okay. well, the women's okay. national team well, start hasn't been good. <laughs> I think my braids are too tight. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, Olympics started. Uh, uh, the games have started before the opening ceremony, which is an interesting twist, right? Yeah. You know, some some traditionalists are like, "Wait, this is I didn't see the torch first. Why are we watching the sports?" Anyway, mm-hmm. the uh, but uh, the U.S. Women's National Team uh, started uh, the, the their game. Their first game was against Sweden, and it was uh, it was at four thirty in the morning Eastern time. So I was like, you know what? I ain't gonna watch. It's it's a little too uh, you know in the middle. You can't stay it's, up too late. You can't you wake can't, up early. Yeah. It's too late to stay up and watch something that's two yeah. hours long. It's way too early to wake up and pay attention <laughs> to something that's two hours long. If you lived on the West Coast, it's 1.30. That's fine. Reasonable, right? Right. But East, East Coast, we were like, you know what? I'll watch the replay in the morning. I'll I'll just... I'll, I'll wake sh- up. I'll turn on Twitter and see how much we won by. And then I woke up and I was like, why is the phone so high? <laughs> I think my I think Twitter's broken. Everybody's posting the incorrect result. Yeah, uh, they, they seem to be putting the, the score on the wrong side. <laughs> well, Sweden wins 3 nothing, yeah. uh, which was an absolute shock, ending the 44-game unbeaten streak for the U.S. Women's National Team. The last uh, loss before that came in 2019, January of 2019, against France. Yeah, rude awakening. Uh, rough Are you start. worried? I'm a, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. I, th- look, I think the 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 remaining two matches, uh, as of w- w- you know when we're recording this, uh, the match against New Zealand had a re- has, has already happened. I'm assuming U.S. women won that game because they can't have any other, anything besides a win it will be absolutely devastating um, uh, t- for their chances to to move forward. But they should uh, win uh, and have one against New Zealand now. The concern here is finishing second in the group. If Sweden finish, finishes first, U.S. second, the knockout rounds are going to be quite challenging. Uh, it's either going to be against the Netherlands or maybe Brazil. Who uh, cares? We're the U.S. women's <laughs> national team. They should, they're all worried about us. Brazil's like, oh, no, if they finish second, we, they might have to fa- we might have to face them. Look, we haven't lost in how many matches? We haven't lost since January of 2019. It don't matter. We got punched in the mouth and everyone realized like, oh, okay. This mm. just ain't a continuation of the World Cup. <laughs> they actually came out to play. And this is, remember, this is our A squad out here. And th- this is, but this is my uh, concern. And we talked about this when the Olympic roster was announced. The 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 roster, I think the Olympics are like a, just a, a bit of a different tournament. They don't feel it's exactly. U23s. No, not necessarily that. Not not necessarily, but it feels like it's a younger core that comes out. Right, it's a bit of a different energy. But yeah, for the men's side, it's it's always a U twenty threes. But what I mean is, even on the the women's side, other other nations are giving chances to younger players. Right, right. My concern here a little bit is the 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 roster choices. Tobin Heath getting called in when she hadn't really played. She was dealing with an injury. Julie Ertz dealing with an injury. Not that they're not good players, but they didn't have the reps up until that tournament which you know that this is why they're going to be a little bit rusty or shaky and i think i think you saw that in the game against sweden you worried too much i (laughs) them braids are too tight my guy look we're the squad everybody's afraid of look we got caught lacking not Mm -hmm. a problem right we're out we're good all of a sudden we got one loss rather that happen now 
than after the group stages, right? Uh-huh. I'd rather take that loss and that L right up front. So now Vlaco, his first loss as manager, by the way, of the women's national team, right. he could sit there and say, now I could dust off this speech I had ready in case of a loss. <laughs> he could blow the dust off that thing and he could read it. And now the team is going to be inspired. And I have a feeling from here on in, they're going to be way more dangerous than we've ever even seen them before or in, in the same style we saw them in the World Cup. So yeah, ladies, I, go do your thing. Also, yeah, I, you should have brought Ashlyn Harris. <laughs> I feel I, I feel bad for the teams that uh, that that they're they're going to be up against because I you know not many teams have faced the U.S. women after a loss, uh-huh. uh, so it's going to be a little bit of a different energy. Okay, we're going to be shoulder uh, you know ch- checking people from time to time, going a little harder in, uh, uh, in certain challenges. So- they're going to bring the boots they wore during the Thailand match. Watch, <laughs> I promise you, this is going to be a wrecking ball from here on in. <laughs> Christian, I don't know if you've been watching the Gold Cup. I probably assume you have because we do a show about uh, soccer. So. <laughs> I love these intros. You're just like, Alexis, do you, you're like, Christian, do you focus on the, the sport that we cover every yeah. single day of our lives? Hey, yo, Christian, when you're not getting your hair braided, have you heard of this sport called soccer? You seem to have a lot of the shirts. You should yes, watch. I've been, I've been catching this, uh, you know, the, the, the our region's uh, national tournament. Yes, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. Uh, been checking the, it out. You know what? And i got to be honest, a lot like Ted, uh, Ted Lasso, I like it, and I hope they come back for another season. This Gold Cup is a lot of fun uh seems to be a great way to warm up for the world cup uh the u.s national team is doing pretty good we're doing pretty good and this is we've said this before but this is is our c squad right uh rough roughly essentially yeah it's a uh, we would say what your top starters aren't there right you don't have your mckinney's you don't have your politics yeah you don't have your tyler adams i think your b squad would be your reserves right your bench for the a squad and Mm -hmm. then this no disrespect because they're obviously very good you would say this is mostly a C squad. Yes. And uh, look, we'll see what, what players uh, from here eventually uh, shine bright enough to make it into possibly a World Cup qualifier. But the, the they looked pretty good in, in the Gold Cup. The game, even the game against Canada, uh, early goal. Uh, but it, it didn't, um, yeah, at least they held on to the lead. You know, they, they could have looked better, could have gotten a couple more goals, uh, but they but they held on. But this I also game think against Canada Tim- low-key might be the third toughest team in this competition. Exactly, right. And that and that's kind of the issue, too, with the, the, the you know, it's Canada, it's Martin, Martinique is not, we're not really talking about them as a, a, a top tier uh, powerhouse in uh, when right. it comes to FIFA rankings and stuff no like that. No disrespect to Martinique. Would love no. to travel there. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the game against Jamaica uh, is coming up in, in a little bit. And the. Uh, Actually, if you're this, watching this, it's right after this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tune in. You're right. You're watching right on Fubo TV. You have it. It's available to you. So the. Uh, but the fact that uh, just playing against Jamaica, this. Uh, a, a game that. Uh, I would say this was is arguably their toughest game. I, I know Canada. What? Canada. I, I think. Jamaica just lost to Costa Rica, who were down to 10 men. Andre. Yeah, we are. Andre, I look the, the the last time they played against Jamaica, they were uh, they, they beat them handily. It was fine, but they still uh, Jamaica have haven't looked terrible uh, in this Gold Cup. And they uh, it, the, Andre Blake is is between the sticks, uh, always a tough uh, goalkeeper to get by. So, yeah, no, Andre yeah, Blake, be a tough one. Andre Blake isn't is is very impressive. Um, and I know they didn't start. I'm looking at the lineup now. They didn't start their their best 
squat against Costa Rica. It looks they like didn't Barnes. Have to, right? I don't think they needed to. It was uh, like I, I think the result. Uh, first, I think there was like a rain delay. Um, and then the result was yeah, it was postponed for a few for an hour or two, if I'm not right, mistaken. Right, right. So, uh, but I think the, the 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 result wasn't super important uh, for them moving on for both of the teams. So I don't think they they really were investing in uh, in trying to finish in first. I mean, they've played. They beat Guadalupe two to one. They beat uh, Suriname two nil. I mean, I'm not that impressed. I don't think they've had the toughest competition. I think we've already faced probably the the most difficult competition we're going to face. We're currently sitting in first in Group B. Jamaica sitting second in Group C. So they've already they've already uh, uh, advanced. I'm not that worried to be completely honest with you. I know Jamaica's not. I'm not saying they're they're an easy uh, team to beat by any stretch of the imagination. But bro, we I I'm you know yeah, Mexico is the only one I'm really they, worried about. Well, in the last Gold Cup, they imagine Qatar wins the whole thing. That'd be yeah, hard that's to explain. Qatar, <laughs> I think, is a real real threat to win the whole thing. They're really really good. Yeah, uh, they've scored nine goals, bro. <laughs> it's no joke. It's no yeah. joke. Uh, so um, so another thing, U.S. Men's National Team. We gotta uh, stop related. inviting good teams. By the way, now that you brought this up, what's with this <laughs> inviting Qatar, dog? <laughs> we need to invite like Fiji. You know what I mean? San marina would you like to be a part of this competition <laughs> the uh the other u.s men's national team news uh just uh some transfers we have to talk about tanner testman uh who is officially signed with venezia uh friend of the show uh yeah. we had him on here uh about a year ago is it because of us who knows I someone mean, else look, we've had on the show a couple times Gianluca Busio also being rumored to go to venezia Mm-hmm. So, so Amina Hassan, look out. <laughs> You're next, buddy. <laughs> Actually, you know, the photographer for Venezia, I believe, is still Ethan White. Also yes. has been on our show. I mean, we how have, come we, we haven't been transferred to Venezia? A <laughs> lot of ties, a lot of connections uh, to Venice. So we should, uh, you know, we should we could we should start that out real soon. Yeah. Uh, but no, but also, Christian, news. do you like gondolas? I happen to love gondolas. <laughs> <laughs> Venezia just got promoted uh, to Serie A. Um, this will be this will be a a different type of test for the American player uh, to see if they can just keep them in in uh, in the first division in Italy. Um, and I think a lot is going to be asked of them. A lot of they're going to get a lot of minutes. They're going to be it's going to be a lot of responsibility. Um, look, the Gianluca Busio is not over the line just yet, but we're all you know we we are watching the the Fabrizio Romano tweets, and he is when 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 he says uh, well, I'm we waiting go. for the here we go. Yeah. You know, that's it. And look, maybe maybe by the time you guys are either watching and listening to this, that's changed. But as of right now, it looks like all documents have been signed. There's just an announcement that needs to be made. Well, they, so, I think they're just waiting for the Gold Cup, Gold Cup to finish. And probably. So okay. congratulations to them. It'll be fun to get them to get a chance to watch them in the Serie A. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see how they play. You know, Tanner Tessman, incredible. Gianluca Busio feels out of the two like he's probably the most prepared for sure. this opportunity. Right. He's got a bit more experience. So I'm excited. Imagine they just start banging out goals. Dude, exactly. imagine Venezia versus Juventus. Two <laughs> Americans going against each other. And and also, like, it just seems that, you know, if you're a guest on this show, you're going to get a big transfer and a big move, and, you, and you're, getting, you're getting paid, okay? So it I just mean, seems look, like this is... Maybe this we is don't the, oversell our show too much, but we're the reason these these uh, players are succeeding. Exactly. This is the football pyramid. It starts with the Cooligans, yeah. okay? Are we, we more important than training and developing? No. <laughs> Are we a part of that? Yes. <laughs> you know? Correct. A couple other things I want to talk about some uh, MLS storylines. Um, the let's talk about uh, Inter Miami a little bit. 
real quick because they're going through. Uh, they just lost five nil to New England Revolution. Uh, it was a, a rough loss. They're dealing with a lot of stuff. But the fascinating thing was uh, we had Paul Pogba and Presnel Kimpembe, mm-hmm. uh, both French national team, Manchester United. Both soon uh, to PSG. play for PSG. <laughs> <laughs> they go. They're gonna. They're like, yo, I'm gonna go support the homie Blaze Matuidi. Uh, and watch this game in Major League Soccer. They also they're sitting on the on the in the VIP section uh, with Chad Ochocinco. Ochocinco's to... next to them. In front of him is Seto Cinco. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, I'm like Chad. Did you? How did you predict this storyline in your name? Okay. Yeah. Phil Neville's like, I guess I got to change my name to Seto Cinco now. I don't know how this works. Uh, yeah, it's got to be rough. But the only thing that upsets me is whatever the perception is of MLS. That game did not change it at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> that only perpetuated what people think of MLS. But also, we got to talk about Inter-Miami. Highest payroll, worst record, if I'm not mistaken. They're They've last got, in the East, yeah. Remember Shawcross was like, hey, I was supposed to retire, but I got a phone call from Beckham. It looks like he's still retired. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, people do go <laughs> retire in Florida. It's very common. Yeah, uh, he just puts on a jersey once a week. <laughs> it's the only difference. Why am I sweating so much in retirement? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I was going to have my feet up, you know, <laughs> eating soup. <laughs> What's um, going on? Y- yeah, just a, a rough uh, six losses in a row for Inter Miami. Phil Neville not looking like maybe was the the best uh choice uh for for coach and there's a look the whole the the whole uh, uh cheating scandal with uh with the roster uh, you know the the money and whatever it's not looking great right now for inter miami and they need to really turn things around asap yeah i mean if you're everyone saying like yo neville only got the job because he's friends with uh you know beckham Beckham's friends with a lot of people. You're not better with a. You're not friends with a better manager. <laughs> not one. Come on. Are you friends with Zidane? Send him a text. Text, text him back. Stay in touch. You know. <laughs> Damn, Bex, what How many bridges did you burn, my guy? <laughs> All right, Alexis, we got another unboxing to do. Unboxings have returned on the show. It's and my this favorite. is a, a, a lovely one already to start with. A little, I'm going to get a little bit emotional here. We got a uh, gift from Cibao Football Club. Which, which is, is the my, club from your hometown. Yeah, this is where my family is from in Dominican Republic. Uh, and I got a, a letter here. I'm gonna, it's in Spanish. I'm going to read it in Spanish, obviously. It says, uh, this is already a strong start. It says, Señor Cristian Polanco, which wow. no one's ever called me. Señor, <laughs> that's a strong start. You don't, you don't see someone with this hairstyle called Señor, okay? So, <laughs> it says... Le Only at the Latin es- Grammys. <laughs> says, Le enviamos estas, estas camisetas como signo de agradecimiento por el apoyo brindado al equipo desde el exterior. Uh, esperamos que sigas viviendo la pasión junto a nosotros. Gracias por ser parte de nuestra familia Cibao FC. Which I'll is- translate it to like, yo, thank you, fam. We love you. Look at my mine's the goalkeeper kid, which is kind of cool. Yeah, dude. So, gracias, Ibao. Muchísimas gracias. Uh, this How is about so, this so dope. Kit? I mean, uh, just DR 
La Liga Dominicana getting getting some love out here on the cool again. Yeah, so I got I got something from my favorite uh, team in Matanzas, where my family's from in Cuba, and it was just SOS and please help us. Uh, so <laughs> we need, we so, need, you need to the unboxing yeah. is please send stuff to us. Yeah, yeah. There, it actually says like, yo, could you stop talking about the embargo and help us real quick? <laughs> stop arguing, fam. <laughs> uh, we also got this from the Screaming Eagles. Look how dope this is. This is super cool. If you Screaming don't Eagles. catch the reference, this is uh, the Diplomats kit from the NASL days back in D.C. Right. Look how incredible this so Screaming is. Screaming Eagles, a D.C. United uh, supporters group. Thank you for the incredible kit. Also, a quick note here. It says, Alexis and Christian, the Screaming Eagles supporters of D.C. United, wanted to share with you guys our 2021 tailgate volunteer jerseys made by Icarus FC, the exciting kit maker from Philadelphia. They are inspired by the 1980s. Uh, Washington Diplomats NASL jersey. You'll see Johan Cruyff wearing it below. There's a uh, picture of Johan Cruyff right here. Very nice. Uh, and it says, uh, look fresh while ex- executing all your turns on and off the pitch. All right. We got to talk to them because they didn't start it with Senor Polanco. Where's Senor Polanco and Guerreros? Senores. I also want to show you this. You don't drink coffee, but check this out. Our friend Melissa Ortiz started a coffee company. Right. That's right. Kickoff Coffee. It's called Kickoff Coffee. And look at this. It says right here, it says, coffee for soccer people, by soccer people. And what the hell does that mean? <laughs> it's the FUBU. It's yeah. the FUBU. <laughs> it's the for us, by soccer. Us. For football, by football. I mean, what do you, have you ever gone to a coffee shop and said, I'm sorry, do you have any coffee for soccer people? Because <laughs> if not, I have to leave and go find another one. But look how dope I this identify is. as a soccer person. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, calf, Kevin, it doesn't bother me. As long as it's for soccer people. <laughs> I mean, this is incredible, but also there's, look at it. First of all, Forza Italian Roast, they knew what oh. was happening. I've also heard nothing but incredible reviews. I do not drink coffee, but I've everybody online is always saying how delicious the coffee is. I got a nice note here. Uh, it says, Soccer Cooligans, honor to share this with you, our coffee tribute to the game we all love. Thanks for giving it a try, and we hope we can catch up again sometime soon. Cheers, Melissa, the coffee uh person i'm not sure what it said after that i gave up <laughs> what, but look at this. what a business this, card <laughs> this is clearly for you i believe it's a size medium so i'll, I'll give this to you uh and you can have this dope shirt i'll keep the coffee because you don't drink coffee right. how incredible is that Force Thank Italian. You so look much. at that they won the euros Melissa. and now you win the morning exactly <laughs> and for a friend of the the fubo family part of the fubo family as well that's uh, right Melissa Ortiz, okay uh and so we have uh, amin el hassan uh coming up next uh so stick with us Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I just want to pick up with a word from one of our sponsors. I've seen you, you being Gully Squad. Oh, my God. Gully Squad is the absolute incredible. By the way, if you're not a member of Gully Squad, what are you waiting for? Just go to SoccerCooligans.com slash Gully Squad and join. First of all, you get absolutely amazing access to us, Christian and I. We're always in there. This is the place we focus on. We text back the most. If you want to share a picture of your pizza and say, yo, Alexis, roast them. Nah, fam, join Gully Squad. That's where that happens in the Rate My Pizza room in our Slack. It's absolutely incredible. We've got stuff from comedy, coffee, beer, wine, liquor, food stuff, general stuff. They're coming up with the Gullius kit. Uh, inferior sports, which is where we talk about everything else. we got an MLS pick'em going on in there. Music, pets. It's such incredible stuff. And by the way, anytime we have a guest, uh, what happens is we post that in Gully Squad. They find out about it first, and it's cool that they don't leak that information. They're awesome people. And we ask them if they have any questions for whether it's famous coaches or players or a journalist, whoever it is that we have as a guest on our show. And those are the only questions that we ask. So if you would love to ask some of these famous people some questions, anyone from Zach, uh, you know, Zach Steffen to 
Landon Donovan to Michelle Akers, you know, legend in the women's game, anyone like that. If you've always wanted to ask them a question, the only way you're going to get a chance to do that is if you are in Gully Squad. So again, go to soccercooligans.com slash Gully Squad, or you could just go to shoutstous.com. Join now. Hi, Christian. Our guest is here, and we are happy to have him back. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, this is uh, and, and perfect timing, too, because a lot is going on, not only in the NBA world, but in mm-hmm. the PSG world. OK, whenever when it comes to uh, Bruh, his for, resume right now is while <laughs> relevant for, for three letter acronyms specifically. He is on <laughs> point. <laughs> you know, we got We got to talk to this man because he seems to he seems to be the person that knows everything that's happening with everything that's happening right now. Uh, <laughs> so we're excited to have him back. Plus. If I'm going to be honest, the fans wanted it. The fans enjoyed the last episode. And you know what we do. We give the fans everything they want. And this is one of the things they want. And ladies and even gentlemen. Even the feet picks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, even the disgusting fans get what they want. You know what I mean? Even the freaks. You know, the freaks got to get a little something. I feel, I feel like even the ones that wanted feet picks, they got them. And they're like, you know what? On second thought. Eh, you know, yeah. Well, the voice you heard, ladies and gentlemen. Amino Hassan, everybody! Amino, what is good, man? I've said this on What's stage. Up? I mean, this is my people's... A lot of people have uh, have started, like, OnlyFans during the, you know, pandemic. And <laughs> the, someone told me that I could make a lot of money showing pictures of my feet. I said, nah, fam. The only way I make money on OnlyFans is if I send people pictures of my feet until they join my OnlyFans. <laughs> it's got to be a declaration of war. You know, you feel more of a... More of a- more of a threat, you know. <laughs> they, they've got a, they've got an only feet now. I think it's just like literally all it is. It's an OnlyFans. Like there were people who are joined on OnlyFans, but were so frustrated with all like the yeah. boobs and the ass. Like I, I, I just yeah. want to see feet, and so they made yeah, only feet. enough. Yeah, like oh, I'm, I'm not trying out to all, all the noise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all of these penises yeah. and you vaginas. No, here. I want uh, feet. Okay. I want feet. Only. It's every day, just boob after boob after boob. I just want to see. T- Toes. That's all I came here for. All right. Enough feet talk because. Actually, get... that's why we brought you on. I mean, look we'll at these photos to... we found on the internet. <laughs> we'll get to the football a little bit later. Did you say uh, feet but... ball? Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but let's talk about these NBA finals. We have yep. to. Uh, I mean, look, the Milwaukee Bucks did it as we all expected. Okay. Uh, you know, us, <laughs> even us Knicks fans, you know how it was. Um, but no, there's this, this been an interesting thing. Thing because you, I saw, I saw this. I saw a bunch of clips. I saw you on on Levitard. Uh, mm. You were saying that the mm-hmm. Bucks, after they lost those first two to the Suns, that you that they would not win another game, mm-hmm. and they went on and did exactly that four yeah. times. Four <laughs> <in> the opposite. <laughs> they, they they did the opposite. They exactly did not lose another game. Uh-huh. Which, right. If you look at it, I'm off by a couple of letters. Right? Like everything in that statement was true. It's just you change a WIN to a LOSE and uh, accurate. Yeah. Not 90% accurate. Now that I think yeah. about it, you were pretty much dead on. You just, <laughs> you just missed the bullseye by a smidge. Yeah, you know, semantics. It's semantics. Amigo automatic. Guys. So what happened? I mean, as far as I mean, well, we saw the, we saw the games, but I and I know. And to refresh probably... people's memory, Amin used to work for the Suns. So yes, there's yes, yeah. there there's some there's some connection here. What do you know? <laughs> well, How is this I'll your fault? <laughs> I'll be honest. It, it, I'm I'm telling you right now. There's a bunch of people down there who are probably cussing me out because uh, they've complained for years that I'm overly negative in my coverage of the Suns. 
The Suns don't like me, like as an organization. The people I know there obviously like me. These are my friends. But as an organization, they see me as an irritant and someone who doesn't give them a fair shake, right? And so, uh, and by the way, I don't think that's a fair assessment because they've been awful for 10 years. (laughs) I'd never get this idea of people who are awful at, at winning for whatever the reason. And are catching feelings. They're like, oh, how dare he say we were awful? Well, you were awful. What am I supposed to say? You're really good, but next time you'll get them? Ten years they missed the playoffs. Yeah. That was the second longest the streak fans. in the NBA. Well, no. You guys get it. So um, they played great this year. They played great in the regular season, but they played great in the playoffs. And I think if you looked at all the playoff teams, they played the most consistently great. Everyone else was kind of up and down. The Suns really didn't have any bad games. They had one in the first round, and they had one in the conference finals. And other than that, they played remarkably consistently on the road, at home. It didn't matter. And so they played the first two games, and they outplayed the Bucks thoroughly. Meanwhile, what we know about Milwaukee is, A, their best player is coming off of a crazy injury. I mean, the man's knee looked like an elbow. It was pointing mm-hmm. the wrong way. It's like a flamingo, yeah. right? And he's nine days removed from that or seven days removed from that. He's playing in these finals. You see the first two games. He's moving kind of slow. He played really well in game two, but still not looking like himself. And then the other thing is everybody else looked like they never played basketball before, at least not with one <laughs> another. So I'm like, okay, here's this team, the Bucks, who have been bad on the road all playoffs long. Here's this team, the Suns, that have been great on the road during the regular season and in the playoffs. And I'm like, okay, why would I believe that Milwaukee is going to make all these changes and get better and play smarter? They haven't done that all playoffs long, not even in the series that they won. Well, of course, there's a couple of things that happen, right? Number one is one. You said something to the contrary, and the universe (laughs) responded. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, It it is my fault. I take full responsibility for the Suns losing. We just we just wanted to hear some accountability. That's all. (laughs) I know. Well, I mean, here's the point, Chris. Here's the funny thing. Uh, I have. Offered myself as human sacrifice now. I don't know if you guys saw the video I posted today. I, I did. I, I will go to Milwaukee. Yes. I will sit in one of those carnival like dunk tank things. <laughs> I want to see if we can get one where people actually have to shoot because I want to I want to taunt people for not being able to make a jump shot. Right. Yes. Right. And if there's one with a basket, where you got to hit the basket. And I'll dr- I will sit in that all day long. Yeah, I deserve it, man. You can sit, sit on the dunk like, tank while you while you count. Why you count when they <laughs> why they take a free throw? <laughs> yeah, and if it's Giannis, I mean, the guy shot you seventeen might... for nineteen. Like, come on, man. Yeah, <laughs> there's some he, element yo. of this that we have to say, yo, this, this is pretty out of the ordinary. Yeah, yeah, no. Apparently, at home when no one's counting, he's good. You know, <laughs> well, apparently did you that's hear the this? Issue. I saw this on Twitter today. I don't know how true this is. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I saw a tweet, and I, I wish I could credit the person. I do not remember who it was, but they said that apparently when he, when he was training for free throws, what he would do is when he would miss, he would have his girlfriend carrying his baby run laps if he missed a free throw. Any, do you know, any accuracy to that? I have no idea if this is real, but apparently his, his when he girlfriend. saw somebody else suffer, when he saw somebody else suffer, that is what kind of mentally got him to be more successful at free throws. 
What? His his girlfriend <laughs> with with a with a like a one or a two year old baby and is also <laughs> pregnant. Very <laughs> pregnant right now. Yeah, I'm gonna say no. That that didn't happen. If it did, like, if it gets CPS in here, man. <laughs> Great basketball my wife would player. Not awful. sign up for Dad. that. My wife would be like, "Hold on, no. so you said a joke that didn't hit, and I got to do a laugh? You be a better comic. I go home running." <laughs> she she wouldn't do it even even childless and like with no. running clothes on and like ready to go like on her her morning jog she wouldn't do that for you man no not at all she wouldn't do that mid exercise she's like you know what I quit exercising I'm not doing this for you uh, that's incredible yeah no I mean look yeah, man it, like it you gotta is, give it to him yeah what, it, what he like, did when, when when you look at the, the the four games that they won what was the 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 thing that changed for you that that one thing that was noticeable that that the sons just couldn't come back from was it portis thinking everybody slapped his mom so he, he played <laughs> out of his mind <laughs> once a nick always a nick uh yeah. it was it was absolutely by game three Giannis looked like what injury yeah. And that was big because I thought, A, he wouldn't play the whole finals. I thought he'd come back for some of the finals, but I didn't think he'd play the whole thing. Then when he played the whole thing, I said, okay, he'll play, but he won't look quite like himself. The idea that at one point in this series, at some point in this series, oh, Giannis is going to look like he did like at the beginning of the playoffs, moving and laterally and spin moves and the exaggerated Euro steps. Impossible. I saw that man's knee. I saw what it did. There's, I know it didn't have a tear to it, but I know like how painful and how lingering that injury is and how it's something that you need to be kind of off your feet for it to, to recover. And for him to jump right back in, I've never seen anything like I can honestly say I've never seen anything like that in any sport. Someone get go through an injury like that where we're like, we might even see him until 2022. On the yeah. day that happened, when we said that, and nine days later he's playing in the NBA Finals, and a week or two weeks after that, he's hoisting the Finals MVP. Not because he was the best player in these Finals, he put together one of the greatest performances in the history of NBA Finals. That is insane. Was that like a Willis Reed moment? Remember, I don't know if, if you remember, like he came out in the Knicks in the Finals and it inspired the Knicks to win the Finals, which. It was in black and white TV to let you know the last time the Knicks won a finals, by the way. Uh, but do you think that's his moment for him? Do you think that there's a legend now? Do you think like he overtakes LeBron as the best player in the league after, was, after putting I mean, up 50 points? Answer, it was like it was like Technicolor. It wasn't black and white. It wasn't too bad. It was, no, they, 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 started, they started tinting it. You're right. They started yeah, tinting yeah. it. Depending on whose, TV, whose house you were at. Like some houses. Not <laughs> you got a wealthy friend, then you could have seen it in color. But I want to point this out because I'm sick and tired. I grew up in New York. I'm a Knicks fan. I grew up believing that myth. My whole life, like Willis Reed willed them to. <laughs> Willis Reed in that game seven, he hit the first two shots. Those are the only two shots he hit. He went yeah. two for five. He but played the inspiration. 27, 27 <laughs> minutes. It wasn't even like he played just those opening quarter, like, guys, I can't go. You take it from here. The guy played 27 minutes out there, missed every other shot after that. <laughs> Grab three rebounds. You one would think you're a big this big center. At least like a couple would just come to your hands by you standing there. Nope, only three rebounds. Meanwhile, poor Walt Clyde Frazier. This man, <laughs> listen to the stat line. 
36 points. <laughs> 19 assists, 7 rebounds, 12 of 17 from the field, 12 of 12 from the free throw line. And for 50 years, pretty much, all he gets to hear about is how Willis Reed helped them. Like, what about me, you bastards? <laughs> what about, yeah, I was what, doing what about all my the contributions? Work. <laughs> yeah. You know the oh, problem you, was you rhyming mean, here. Only the dude on MSG that yeah. dude play basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm the guy wearing oh, a cow suit right this moment. <laughs> yeah, here. Hold on. He was coming fresh to death, coming to the arena, dressed like in a way that nobody else was doing. And he's out here rapping for you. Talk about swishing and vision. You yeah. and doing. So wait, he's you telling me the dude you know, with, that, with the restaurant on 10th Avenue <laughs> play basketball? So, yeah. I, I've lived my whole life wanting to go to that steakhouse, by the way. I still haven't been. Bro, the three of us got to go. Fubo, film it. Come on. It'll be great. Yeah, Let me ask content. you. You're, you're also a PSG fan, and they have had yeah. one hell of a summer. Uh, ESPN listed the best transfer windows and they're listed at the top. And I just want to name, I just want to list out, first of all, you've sold nobody. So you've got an incredible <laughs> team. Here's what you brought mm-hmm. in. You brought in Donna room on a free. Mm-hmm. You've got Hakimi for 66 mm-hmm. million. You got a Danilo Pereira from Porto for 17. Yep. You've got Jorginho Wijnaldum this dipped balance on Barca and you got Sergio Ramos who yeah he's 35 but he's Sergio Ramos Sergio Sergio Ramos as like not one of your best players is an awesome feeling and by the way we're not done yet Ooh, I know you I know you heard I know you heard what what else is on tap right no only one a little Wait, maybe you tell me yeah because I heard I heard I think I maybe heard Dybala was that right I don't know if that's Ooh, right. Uh, I, that I want a little Pogba, Pogba action. Why not? Oh, I man? did right, hear this right, actually. Right, yeah, so some, but that's just me and Raiola. <laughs> no, but I, I, I you know, I, this is the thing. You know, we, we talked about this last time I was on, the, the concept of a Super League, right? Where these teams just ought to just, the ones with all the money, ought to just bash heads against each other all the time and keep all the money. Why? Why care about all these other little teams? But I'm telling you, man, there's something about being a super team and then having the other super teams be jealous of you. Like that, it's like you're a super duper team at that point, right? right. Yeah. I, I, you gotta be. When like, you're the it, super it, it, team when, out of the super teams, yeah. That's pretty like good. We gotta, it's almost like we gotta form our own super league within the super league, right? If there were a super <laughs> league, we'd form our own super league too above that, where we just play, we'd scrimmage against ourselves and put that online and, and sell it's TV like, rights to that. Why is there a booth with bottle service in the Super League? And why is only PSG in there? <laughs> Talk to me a little bit. First of all, Pogba, I think, would flourish at PSG. I think that's oh, a move yeah. that needs to happen. And I actually, I do want to ask, how come there's no, like, Mino Raiola evil super agents in American sports? How come they're not nearly as oh, publicized? Are. I know there are, but they're, they're not, like, they names all- like they are in soccer. Yeah. they uh, Drew Rosenhaus was a guy in NFL football. He's a yeah. guy that's known to be kind of like a real son of a bitch, you know. And and, <laughs> and uh, but like his like a lot of his power was because he had the connection with the University of Miami. He went to Miami and he had the in on all those guys. So for years that was a pipeline. But as Miami has become a like a weaker program, he's become less relevant. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of oh, Scott Boris. In baseball, right, right, right. oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's one that uh, everybody hates him, right? Because 
He's just here for the, the top dollar, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, basketball really doesn't have the evil agent. We have the evil agency. Some people look at CAA as like overly manipulative and trying to like control things. You know, obviously you guys are Nick fans. You know this, like your entire organization mm-hmm. is top to bottom <laughs> CAA people. Right. But, um, but there's no one guy I think that stands out like that, like in that way of being like this evil guy that all fans of all teams hate him because somehow <laughs> somewhere he's bro- broken your heart. Yeah, <laughs> he's pretty yeah. insane. It, it's it's interesting. Is it maybe because if I feel like um, NBA players, maybe if, if it's the collective bargaining, maybe it's the union, they seem to have a little bit more autonomy, especially in the last like 15 years and have more control of their own careers and their own even with moves. Right. And big stars forming their yeah. own you know, uh, super teams, uh, you know, it, it's interesting too. Like Giannis made that remark, uh, after, after winning yeah. saying I won it and didn't have to go, didn't have to do, go to a super team. I won it the right way. Say what Durant's you, name, dude. The, Just say the, Durant's name. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the feedback is, uh, to, to that? Because some people have been, uh, feeling like this is the new NBA. Go start a strong team and win because nothing is more important than getting that ring. Yeah, I would say the new NBA is this. You draft a great player. You have about seven or eight years to show him that we have our shit together. We know what we're doing. We know we're, And we're building towards a championship, but most importantly, we are aggressively building towards it. Right, we're not like can't we, how much does that cost? I don't know. <laughs> like you're you're going for it, right? Um, and for many of the players that switch teams, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, you know James Harden, their teams sh- showed ineptitude. And at some point, you have to say to yourself, "How long? What's my responsibility to wait until you figure it out one day?" Giannis can say what he said, and we can all do a, a victory lap with him and say, see, that's how you're supposed to do it. Da, da, da. But if Giannis were Damian Lillard's situation, where we got one conference finals appearance and a bunch of knockouts and a bunch of like six seed appearances and not winning a bunch of games like Giannis did the last three years and being a one, two, or three seed the last three years, I'm wondering if Giannis feels the same way, right? When you're when you can feel it's close, it's easier to kind of be patient in a way that Giannis was than someone like Dame, who I believe is like 31, and you know it's not looking any better. It's like what what do we, what do we have to look forward to next year if you're Portland? And so, I think it's I love it because to me I've always said the NBA needs a better way to hold organizations that are poorly run accountable. I guess they do. I mean, it's the idea that, like, if you're bad, you get a higher pick. To me, sometimes it doesn't sit right. Because some of these teams tank, sure, but a lot of them don't. A lot of them actually think they're going to be good. And then the season happens, like, ooh, we're terrible. You yeah. know what? On second thought, <laughs> let's play our young guys and, and start this thing over. Oh, yeah, we meant to tank. We meant to tank. We meant yeah. we knew yeah, yeah. it was a plan. And, like, the reality <laughs> yeah, is, no, yeah. it wasn't a plan. You thought you were going to be nice. And he ended up being trash. Houston this year, they traded Harden, demanded an all-star in return. They thought they were going to be nice. They yeah. thought. They <laughs> thought. 
Like they thought they traded Westbrook for John Wall. They thought they were going to be nice, and it turned out to be trash. Detroit, they went out and signed Jeremy Grant for all this money and and uh, Mason Plumley and all these guys. They thought they were going to be nice, and now they got the number one pick because oh, you look like geniuses. But the reality is that wasn't your plan. Sacramento thought they were going to make the playoffs. Like these bad teams need to be punished, not rewarded for being run poorly. And I think the one part of the NBA that does that is when star players seven years into their deals or eight years are like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm gone. It's the, really the only way to hold teams accountable without like a relegation, but thank God there is no relegation. Yep. Cause again, the next last year would have been playing against high schools. If there was relegation, <laughs> that's how far down we would have been. You know what, I mean? uh, what do you, what do you think of coming up next? Do you think teams like New York can make those advances without giving away the entire, right. everybody, but Randall, for someone like a Damian Lillard, do you think they can continue to build through the through the draft? Do you think the NBA shifted in that direction? So, so the Knicks are actually on the right path. They're trying, finally figuring out, like, hey, you want big names to come play for you? It's not enough to say, I'm New York, here's money, right? That's not enough. We've shown that. What you have to do is say, we have an idea. we got a, a clue of what we're doing. One of the reasons why Durant and Kyrie went to Brooklyn was because Brooklyn, for the years before that, had started being good, despite, by the way, not having any picks, right? They were they were really down bad, and they found a way to become respectable. Uh, same thing with the Lakers, like getting LeBron. He didn't join the worst team in the league. He joined a team that was starting to move towards respectability. I think the Knicks have taken the massive first step of they're respectable now. Good coach, uh, not an, a whole lot of craziness in the front office, team that plays hard, defends, and won games and went to the playoffs. And, you know, they didn't do well in the playoffs, but that's enough, right, to show we got this thing headed in the right direction. You got a ton of money right now. The problem is if you're trying to get Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard says, what's the difference between these two situations? I mean, what I'm right. leaving in Portland, if what I go to New York, that doesn't really solve my, my, my thing. I don't want to come help you guys with a rebuild after I just left this rebuilding situation. So, I think what the Knicks have going for them is the cap space to go after free agents. Uh, and then if those free agents don't want to come, the cap space to trade for guys that are under contract that may not be happy in their situation. may not be Damian Lillard, but it, it's some steps that you can take. And so I, I, for one, if Chris Paul is available and willing and interested, if I'm the Knicks, I go hard, even though he is of an advanced age. Kyle Lowry's another good name. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, Mike you can't Conley, send the private jet for Chris, think, for Chris Paul. you got to send an ambulance just in case. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I mean, but, you got, but at the same time, you got to look at like what he did. You, like You take Phoenix's season right now in a heartbeat. Of yeah, course. If I told you Chris Paul going to come, take you guys to the finals, but he's going to get hurt and, and play terrible in, in the last four games, and you guys are going to lose. You wouldn't be like, no, no, I'll take my chances with Alfred Payton. You'll say, all right, <laughs> no. give, give it to me, and maybe something different happens. The problem is oh. we don't have a booker. We don't have anyone that can sink that shot when we need it. So we need a shooter. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I know we're, we're, a, we're a soccer show, so I'm just going to say right now the Knicks have all that space, just like 
uh, PSG has all that money. <laughs> Boom. Brought it back to soccer. Hey okay, yeah. Hey I wish, yeah, I wish yeah. the Knicks could have PSG's uh, uh, summer transfer window. Does you know Pogba I mean? want to play for the Knicks? Just put it out there. <laughs> Mino Raiola. Get in uh, here. <laughs> Amin, thank Leverage. you so much, man. It's always good uh, to get some more insight, uh, some NBA insight on, uh, you know, where obviously this is a soccer show, but we are uh, big NBA fans as well. And the NBA Finals was, you know, I, I think we're... I don't know what the, the the ratings were for the for the finals. I heard people were saying because it wasn't Bad. the bigger uh, teams that weren't, that weren't great. Uh, but you know what I mean. Look, it's uh, it was at least uh, uh, entertaining. It was that the storyline was the the youthful exuberance of, of Giannis and the sadness of the veteran in Chris Paul. <laughs> and you, you got you yep. got one of those storylines. And uh, you know we ended TikTok up with Giannis beat Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. At least you didn't call MySpace. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Amin, thank you so much, man. Everybody, uh, make sure you follow uh, Amin on uh, all socials, Darth uh, uh, Amin. And uh, and is there anything else you want to uh, plug before we let you go, Amin? Uh, at Darth Amin on Instagram and on Twitter. And also, Cinephobe is the podcast. It's me. It's Zach Harper. We watch movies. They're poorly rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Try to ascertain whether they are accurately poorly rated. Maybe they didn't get a fair shake like the Knicks. Uh, <laughs> Cinepo <laughs> produced by Anthony Mays. Wherever you get podcasts, Alexis, your, your open invite is still out there, man, to come join us and review one of these terrible movies. We're in John Travolta Dude, I got right to. Now. Especially since you said that uh, I'm going to get you suckers. One of the most underrated films of all time is one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, so we definitely oh, got to talk. Movie, man. Yo, it's the, right. one of the greatest. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody, make sure you follow at Fubo Sports on all socials, at Soccer Cooligans. Follow us uh, as well. Uh, and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes and more clips of the show. Uh, so let us end the show the way we normally do, as is tradition. So uh, for Amina Hassan, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The, the Cooligans! Cooligans!